Welcome to the Insights Podcast Series. This is a short-form podcast from For Humanity. Just 10 minutes to gain insights on topics of pressing importance, specifically in the space of ethics and accountability of emerging technology. My name is Jonathan Kuniawan, and I work in the space of AI governance, helping AI teams to ensure they have proper processes and responsibilities in building effective and responsible AI. In this series, we'll be discussing the latest in the EU AI regulation. Enrico Panay is an information and data ethicist and a human information interaction specialist. Following his studies in philosophy, he's worked as a lecturer and consultant in both Italy and France. He is the founder of the consultancy BeEthical.B and is also a member of the French Standardization Committee of AI as well as the Chief Information Officer for For Humanity. In For Humanity, he also leads the French and Italian teams and developing the code of data ethics. His main research interests concern cyber geography and will be an interesting color towards his take on the EU AI regulation. Good morning, Enrico. Good morning. You know, right now is a very uh, exciting time to talk about the EU AI regulations. And from your experience and your perspective, why does the EU AI regulations matter? I start from uh, uh, one thing. Do you like playing a game like chess, cards, volley, soccer, uh, you name it? Well, when you play any kind of game, uh, you need rules to have fun and to assert your freedom. We only feel free if the rules are transparent and fair. Even punishments are accepted if they are explainable. The same thing happens in everyday life. Without rules, there is violence and abuse. Similarly, in order to play the game of life with pleasure, in order to live correctly in an informational world, we need rules. And even more, some regulatory ideas. Uh, like uh, there are rules which uh, you cannot respect, which you cannot comply with, but which you have to aim for. Now, rules are even more important in the infosphere uh, because the artificial intelligence systems are rather powerful agents. So, as an ethicist, I like... Uh, a good regulation because it is the starting blocks for developing the infrastructure of trust. But there is another important point, and this is my personal perspective. A few weeks ago, the European Commission released, uh, released a draft uh, of the uh, new AI regulation. So today, the industry is very attentive uh, to the details of this regulation. That's because they want to be ready in a couple of years when the regulation will be operational. Honestly, my personal interest goes behind this. Artificial intelligence is challenging our real in a very profound way. I would say quite ontologically. With artificial intelligence, a practice like profiling is getting deeper and more devious. I think that in the future, we may see new disciplines appear, such as ontological marketing or new business like digital semantic banks devoted to protecting our semantic capital. 
So as an informational philosopher, perceiving these changes early enough will allow me to raise new ethical dilemmas and to propose new solutions. Excellent. And I think that's really important, to, especially when you say we need to have fair rules that's clear and making sure that we're playing on the right playing field for humanity and building the right AI is really the point here. Specifically on the EU AI regulation, what do you think are the exceptional things that come out of this regulation? I'll change level of abstraction because in general we are talking about rules. But uh, in reality, Europe is using a soft power to assert its geostrategic value. Europe is telling the world, hey guys, we have a new technology, okay, but we must use it ethically. Ethics and regulations are used as a geostrategic tools. Uh, we have already seen this with the GDPR. The, the interesting thing is that by defending European digital citizen, the European data subject, the EU achieves a twofold result. It enforces its presence in the international arena and it helps humanity to take a step, for, uh, a step towards a better world. With a more right for everyone, and I, I, I could say uh, more right for humanity. The EU regulation on AI has so a geopolitical value. This will have a cost, an economic impact in training, in compliance, in creating standards, in developing independent uh, audits for AI. But this is the European ideal. This is the ideal that is being stated. It will probably not be a perfect legislation, but it will give a push to other countries to align with the highest standards uh, we are developing in Europe and the highest standards in protecting the human and the digital rights of our citizens. That's absolutely right. And I think being the first push of getting everyone else to start moving and thinking about AI, you know, having a social interest and having good stakeholder capital management here. Definitely the other legislatures are looking at the EU and seeing, okay, now it's time for us to do something here. What do you think in particular, though, on the EU AI regulation that requires certain developments or certain evolutions to go and be the next level? So I think uh, we need three different things. First, we need more ethics, but with a capital E. And in EU government must call for the involvement of ethicists with philosophical expertise. I say this because uh, uh, the word of ethics is often used in an empty way, a bit like talking about innovation. We need philosophers, but not any kind of philosophers. We need a special kind of philosopher. In particular, we need ethicists who understand data, algorithms, statistics, and sometimes even a bit of coding. And for me, the EU should promote the rise of a new profile, the chief data ethics officer, who would maintain a code of data ethics and who would manage the ethics of data, the ethics of algorithms, and the ethics of practices. The second thing, we need more committees. 
in order to reduce conflicts of interest and to avoid ethical choices be taken by only one person. For example, we need a data control committee to attend uh, the data protection officer or a chief data officer outside Europe. Uh, we need an algorithm risk committee to support a chief data ethics officer. So we need more committees. We cannot let uh, only one person to make uh, ethical decisions because they are very complex nowadays. Third, uh, more ethicists. So I said more ethics, more committees, but even more ethicists. Uh, because I have realized over time that ethics committees involving, involves, uh, uh, involving philosophers are quite rare. Uh, it's a bit like uh, if there was not even a doctor in an operating theater. Uh, ethics, uh, how can I say, uh, generally you'll find engineers or experts in laws, but it's very rare to find a real philosopher. Ethics is not just a, a word for good. Ethics is a discipline of philosophy that uses its language an ethical reasoning to analyze and respond to an ethical dilemma. So uh, we must be aware that ethical dilemmas are like a snowball, and they are very, very small at first, but if uh, no one intervenes in time, they become big problems. And sometimes, just because they are dilemmas and not problems, uh, they cannot be solved they can only be mitigated. That's why the regulation should insist on the importance of the ethical curriculum of all those who are working with data and mainly of those who are part of the ethics committees. That's really good perspective. So ethics committees and more ethicists to make sure that this becomes you know, not just some guy, a philosopher and a high tower somewhere. We're actually getting some work done to make sure that uh, AI uh, ethics are actually being implemented. So maybe to round it out, what are the other things that you can see the EU regulation will bring as a significant change to the world? Now, at the end, I risk being a little bit pessimistic. I would say in the short and long term, yes, uh, EU regulation about AI uh, will be important. But in the medium term, no. Let's look at what happened with the GDPR. There was a huge enthusiasm at the launch in 2018 and 2019. I can remember courses, trainings, conferences, workshops, debates about it, etc., but the companies have not understood the philosophy of the GDPR. So often they fill in three Excel files made available by national agencies uh, to say, hey guys, now I'm a GDPR compliant. Can I go back doing my usual job? I don't want to matter anymore about it. So it's a kind of self-assessment and this is a bias, the self-assessment bias. You cannot tell us that you are good. You need an independent audit to prove it. So I believe that in the long term, the GDPR will be an asset inside and outside 
Europe. But for now, we we are quite stuck at the same level. It will become uh, a, even the GDPR. It will become a tool for innovative design. Uh, but for now, it is just perceived as another bureaucratic burden. So, like for the GDPR, it's the same for. And it will be the same for me for the EU regulation for AI. I think uh, uh, that uh, if we do not highlight the importance of independent audits now, and if we accept self-assessment for AI, uh, we'll have a problem in the future. So we have to improve the work we are doing in for humanity with transparent and, uh, and open independent audits in order to, to do good audits and to comply with those kind of regulation and to build a kind of infrastructure of ethics. So a space when ethics can flourish. So we're talking about making a real change and not just looking at a checklist that we saw as, a, as one of the problems that we saw from GDPR. We want to see a real change. And that's, that's why you're saying not just a self-assessment, but a real audit needs to be done. This is really great. Uh, really great chatting with you, Enrico. Thank you so much for your insights today. Thank you very much, Jonathan. And if anyone listening wants to join and learn more about this project, you can go to forhumanity.center. That is F-O-R-H-U-M-A-N-I-T-Y dot C-E-N-T-E-R.